You're listening to Rhema for Today. See, we, we, we rush into praying for some people too quickly. Amen. Now, see, we, we have to. If we're just going to be there a few days, like our healing crusades, well, you just have to go ahead. I know ahead of time everybody's not going to get healed. They could, but they're not. Because they're not in, always in position to do so. But you see, you don't have time to teach them, and, and you'll get a certain percent of them healed. Just like I know you're not going to get everybody saved, but you, you know, they could all get saved. But you know, from experience, you're not going to get everybody saved. But those that will respond, you'll get a certain percent of them saved. Welcome to Rama for Today. Kenneth E. Hagan continues his teaching on healing, how to receive it, and how to keep it. Find out more next on Rama for Today Radio. Also, later in today's program, I'll tell you about this month's special radio offer. Right now, let's join Kenneth E. Hagan for today's message. You see, here's where people make a mistake about the prophet's ministry. They think he ought to know everything about everybody. But they didn't, even in the Old Testament. Are you listening? Now, you'll have to realize this about Jesus because he did stand in that office that he had the spirit without measure. See, John 3.34 said, talking about Jesus, that he had the spirit without measure. Now that infers that all the rest of us have the spirit by measure and for that simple reason, you see, we wouldn't know everything like he would because he had the spirit without measure. Remember what Paul himself said? He said, we know in part and we prophesy in part. Remember there in the Old Testament again about, about Elisha? Uh, you remember Naaman came there, you know, and was healed. And he wanted to give uh, Elisha, you know, so many talents of gold, so many talents of silver, and so many changes of raiment, or we'd say suits of clothes, the way we would talk. But he wouldn't take anything. He said, it's not time to be receiving gifts. And uh, remember that Elisha had a servant by the name of Gehazi. And uh, he followed, ran after Naaman and overtook him and lied to him and said, after you left, two young prophets came. And though my master wouldn't take anything for himself, he said it'd be all right to take so many talents of gold and so many talents of silver and a couple of changes of raiment, or we'd say a couple of suits of clothes apiece for these two prophets. Well, old Naaman just a thrilled about being healed of this deadly disease that he gave him twice as much as he asked for, didn't he? And then that rascal went out and hid it because he's lying and getting it for his own benefit. Then when he stood in the presence of Elisha, the prophet, uh, Elisha asked him, where have you been? He said, nowhere, my master. And he said, my spirit went with you when you joined yourself to that chariot. See, he saw it in the spirit. Now you stop and reflect upon that just a minute. Here this fellow Gehazi is with Elisha the prophet every day. Every single day. Well now, if the prophet, because he's a prophet, because he stands in that office, if he always knows everything about everybody, well wouldn't he have been a fool? I mean, you know, he's not stupid. He wouldn't have tried that, would he? I said, would he? Why, he'd already, he would have been 100% certain ahead of time he'd be caught up with. No, it is only as the Spirit wills. Now, here's what somebody said. Now, I don't understand that. 
Now, how come Brother Hagin to know that that fellow didn't pay his tithes and the third person afterwards that he prayed for didn't pay tithes and he never said a word to them? And then five more people down the line, remember this same church, and they don't support the church or pay tithes, and he never said a word to them, just went ahead and prayed for them. Now, if he knew that about this one, why didn't he know that about that one? See? Well, it's not a matter of what I knew or what I didn't do. It's a matter of what the Lord revealed to me. You see, Jesus himself said, and we've been reading that in these classes heretofore. I didn't get through with everything I wanted to say. That's the reason I'm picking up again here. If you turn to that fifth chapter of John's gospel, we read about Jesus at the pool of Bethesda and about the healing of a man there. But you get down to the 19th verse. Look at that 19th verse of the fifth chapter of John. The 19th verse of the fifth chapter of John's gospel. Then answered Jesus and said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, the Son, capital S-O-N, talking about himself, the Son of God, can do nothing of himself. The Son can do nothing of himself. You see, it was only as God the Father through the Holy Spirit would inspire him or manifest himself that he could do anything because he had stripped himself. The Bible said he laid aside his mighty power and glory when he came into this world. That's the reason he had to be anointed with the Holy Ghost, you know. Now, you see, if we would realize that, then we'd understand, see, see where this person been. said, now, now, Brother Hagin knew about that. And now, if he knew this fellow didn't pay tithes, how come he knew that one didn't? How come he didn't know that one didn't? Well, I didn't know any of them didn't. You see, well, how come, then how come God to reveal that? Well, I don't know. I'm not God. I do know some spiritual truths, however, that uh, the more light one has, the more is required of them. Are you listening? See, more is required of some people in many areas than others because they know more. The Bible teaches us, you'll have to, you'll have, you can't get away from that Bible fact that the Bible teaches us is a similarity between spiritual growth and physical growth. The Bible plainly says, as newborn babies desire the sincere milk of the word that you may grow thereby. The Bible again says, be no longer children. You see, tossed to and fro with every wind of doctrine by the slide of men. But the Bible talks about growing up into him. The King James says unto a perfect man. That's a little blind to us because nobody in this world has ever become perfect. But, but actually the Greek word is a mature man. Full grown. Hallelujah. Christian he's talking about, see. Well, in the natural you require more. You know, like you require more. You expect more. You require more out of a 14-month-old child than you would a 4-month-old child. You require more out of a 14-year-old child than you do a 4-year-old. You expect more out of a 24-year-old than you do a 14-year-old. And you even expect more out of a 34-year-old than you do a 24. You know, you ought to grow. Mentally, at least. Isn't that true? <laughs> See, you'd think nothing at all now. A little four-month-old child being held in his mother's lap. And you might not think a whole lot about a 14-month-old, but what about a 14-year-old sitting in his mama's lap, taking the bottle? <laughs> Everybody would be looking and said, there's something wrong there. And a 14-year-old boy or girl, either one. <laughs> you know, they reach that age, just ordered a teenager and 
stumble over their own feet. <laughs> but a 24-year-old, you expect them, you know, to sit out and act a little bit better than a teenager does a lot of times. Don't you? Well, do you suppose God is any more unreasonable than we are or reasonable either one? <laughs> no, more is required. See, this man evidently knew more and had more light. God expected more of him. See, that's what he was wrestling about in his conscience. Somebody else that didn't even know about some truths might not bother him at all. Now the time will come and God will have to deal with him about something. What am I saying to you is this. Jesus spit on the ground, made clay of the spittle, said to the man, go wash it all. And I'll come again seeing. If he hadn't obeyed, he wouldn't have been healed. Sometimes in many areas, there's an act of obedience that has to come first before a person can be healed. Are you listening to me? Now we need to realize that. John Lake says one time that he was praying with a father. In fact, he'd prayed with him several times. This man came for healing. Among other things, he had sugar diabetes or he was a diabetic. And that is the benefit, you see, of, of ministering to people more than once and the people being in services where the Spirit of God is in manifestation. Of course, this man, uh, Lake, didn't have service every day, but at least they would come and they would talk to him. In other words, he had what they call healing rooms. He'd run sort of like a doctor's office. You'd check in with the uh, receptionist and then you may go to a room and talk to somebody and they'd pray with you. And then he'd have so many lives. They're not every day, but two or three of them a week of service, all like we're having here. But otherwise, they'd just deal with them like we do in counseling on a one-to-one -one basis. Of course, Lake couldn't deal with all of them. He had workers there, and you know, no other man could or person. But he happened to be praying with this fellow. And if I remember correctly, I think this is about the third time that he had prayed with him. And so he just stopped and said to him, what is this $5,000 that keeps coming up before me? See, in his spirit, it just kept rising up. The man said, well, my brother and I were in business together and he was an older brother and he, he died. And, and so I had furnished uh, the money. I was a partner and, you know, and he did the work. But now we're partners, you know, we just split it even, the profits, so on. His wife didn't want to carry the business on. She knew nothing about it. She just told me, you go ahead and just liquidate everything, sell out, you know, and, so he said, I didn't say anything to her, but I felt like, well, I put in some extra work here and I just kept $5,000 of her part back. Of course, she didn't know the difference, you know. And the Spirit of God is telling off on him, you see. <laughs> and so Lake said, I said to him, well, do you have $5,000 in the bank? Oh, yeah, I got much more than that. Well, he said, okay, write, you have your checkbook with you? Yeah. He said, okay, write out a check for $5,000, make it out to your sister-in-law. And you can get an envelope over there off of that desk and address it to her and go down there and mail it. In fact, there's a stamp. Go, go down and mail it on the corner mailbox and come back and I'll pray for you. <laughs> See, we, 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 we rush into praying for some people too quickly. Amen. Now, see, we, we have to, if we're just going to be there a few days, like our healing crusades, well, you just have to go ahead. I know ahead of time everybody's not going to get healed. They could, but they're not because they're not in, always in position to do so. But you see, you don't have time to teach them and, and you'll get a certain percent of them healed. Just like I know, you're not going to get everybody saved, but you, you know, they could all get saved. But you know, from experience, you're not going to get everybody saved. But those that will respond, you'll get a certain percent of them saved.
Welcome to Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagen. You can find more great materials by Kenneth E. Hagen, Pastor Hagen, and the rest of the Hagen family by visiting our online bookstore. Right now, I'd like to tell you about this month's special radio offer. The first item in this offer is the book from Kenneth E. Hagen, What to Do When Faith Seems Weak and Victory Lost. The next item is the two-CD set from Kenneth Hagen, Defeating the Giants in Your Life. All this for the special price of $15.95. That's $9 off the retail price. Call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. Again, call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. You can also order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Rhema.org. Or if you prefer to write to Kenneth Hagen Ministries, our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. We always love to hear from our listeners, so write in or email us today and become a part of Rama for Today. Right now, let's join Kenneth and Lynette Hagen. We might want to mention that our Rama Bible School here in Tulsa yes. is uh, getting ready for graduation. The graduation, our actually the our forty-fifth Rama yes. graduation. Yes. It'll be Friday night, May seventeenth at seven p.m. Now uh, we need people to realize that we have changed the venue. It's not downtown Tulsa anymore. It will be at ORU in the Maybe Center, and that's at seven 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 South Lewis Avenue, rbtc.org yes. for all the details. That's right. And 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 you're, we we welcome everybody to come, and especially if you have friends or relatives that are yes. graduating, come and support it's them. It's just a wonderful time. It's a great time. That's right. Tomorrow, more from Kenneth E. Hagen on healing how to receive it, and how to keep it. If you'd like, you can visit our online bookstore at rhema.org. Thanks for listening to Rhema for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan.